The Trump administration says it is amenable to a meeting between President Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin at the White House. I mean, he bought it. He might as well get to take a look, you know, I mean, before he moves in. Um. <laughs> a new study finds that people who are most hostile towards gays or hold strong anti-gay views may themselves have same-sex desires. Hey, why is everybody looking at me, says Mike Pence. Ooh. President Trump has targeted China with a new list of imports that could be slapped with a 25% tariff, including semiconductors and car parts. This replaces President Trump's original plan to bankrupt the country by outright banning duck sauce, rickshaws, and buck teeth. Stormy Daniels' lawyer says she receives threats on a near-hourly basis. Not because of the scandal, just because she's a woman with a Twitter account. A Rhode Island nudist campground is looking for a lifeguard, saying qualified candidates must have excellent communication skills, the ability to work as part of a team, and... The ability to tolerate bleaching their eyeballs at the end of every shift. (laughs) Jared Leto is hitchhiking across America to promote his band's new album. And also because he's Jared Leto and a raven told him to. (laughs) And finally, in Hawaii, a shark bumped a man off his stand-up paddleboard and then attacked him. The shark can now be seen wearing a necklace with the man's tooth. The Trump (laughs) Report starts now! Live from Los Angeles, California, AfterBuzz TV, and America's Voice, this is The Trump Report. Hi, I'm Christian Blatt. And I'm Chelsea Galicia. Hi, I'm Tamara Brown. And I'm Scott Moore. Our greatest responsibility is to serve our YouTube community. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that AfterBuzz News produces. But we're concerned about the troubling trend of irresponsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. See, I'm trying to get I the get show it, on Sinclair, Sinclair Media. Yeah. I, thought, I, I thought that it was, a, it was a nice attempt. Uh, let us know if you're interested. I will read that script every week if you want to. I have no problem. The re- no. Uh, it depends on the size of the check. You right. don't have to read it. I just I have to read it. You can just sit there and then tell me that I'm a sellout and not. Can get I make it. funny faces? Uh, I suppose so. Anyway, Daddy welcome to the Trump Report. Hi. Uh, I, we've already introduced ourselves as part of that bit, uh, but uh, there's there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we, as we so often do, we start off, and uh, there of course was a, a shooting today at the YouTube uh, offices, and. You know, obviously, YouTube is such an important part of our lives. And this show right now, most people are watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You might be listening to it on, on you know, iTunes. But for the most part, people are watching it on YouTube. So it's, it's odd to think about it as an actual place where people work. And when you think about what's on YouTube and what people see on YouTube, look, I'm glad it hasn't happened before and I hope it never happens again. But the fact that people don't react all the time to, like, I saw this thing on YouTube – Damn it, YouTube. I'm going to go down there and let them know what I think. Now, supposedly, I don't know, you know, a lot of times the reporting changes. Just the uh, the female shooter is the only casualty. So, uh, you know, no one that worked there. There were injuries, but uh, thankfully we hear that uh, no one has Bring on died. the jokes about how bad women are at targets. I, I wasn't going to bring ah, that on. Yeah, I, oh, Tamara, oh. we got to we got to we got to get that in for next week. We got to put the uh, pre-show meeting in a half hour earlier. <laughs> we could have had that. Yeah. No, but I was so disappointed to hear the female shooter. I was like personally offended because you think that women should know better. 
not that women should know better, but that we tend to not be the ones who yeah. commit these well, kinds of you know, acts. And there's a it, part of me that's proud of that. It gets thrown around a lot that we've never had a woman serial killer. However, what I think is that women serial killers are just much smarter and better at it than male serial killers and they don't get caught. You know, because they're able to really clean up after a crime scene. Oh, oh. oh. I'm, I'm turning this I'm off. Even, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm checking out of this panel. I'm, I'm, <laughs> look, not responding to that one. I'll leave that alone. I hope that our friends at Sinclair enjoyed that. That's, that's really where this was going. Uh, anyway, uh, there's uh, plenty of other things to talk about, and we start where we so often do: the wall. <laughs> and uh, storage yard resident uh, in the chat, uh, he always says that he doesn't care how long it takes or who builds it or how much it costs. He just wants it to be built. Uh, President Trump wants to send the military to protect the border wall during its construction. Um, I can't even imagine what that might cost and sort of the reasons why not to do it. But um, Chelsea, do you think this is something that's likely to happen? The, the well, our, our military protecting a wall that has yet to be built? Well, it's not unprecedented that the military or the National Guard mm-hmm. would be sent down to the border. Um, they can't I, – I imagine that Trump thinks that they're going to stand there and if they see a Mexican or somebody that's Central American coming through the border that he's just going to order them to shoot on sight. But the <laughs> the military doesn't have the, the jurisdiction really to do much there, can't arrest anybody. Um, really, they can just observe and then report back to – um, customs. I'm sorry. What's the agency now called? Um, it's not ICE. It's come on with Border Patrol. <laughs> Border Patrol. Yes. <laughs> and so, really, they can just observe, but they mm-hmm. can't really do much. Um, okay. I, it's sure. Okay. Fine. It's. I mean, I'm. I think now that there's m- many other things that we're going to talk about that are going to piss me off even more. So I'll save my. <laughs> charge for those things but it's they're not going to be able to do things and I want them to actually find out that it's going to be really hard to slow the bringing in of drugs because that's coming in not from the southern border only but also from the northern border Mm -hmm. so when nothing happens to the drug levels that are here in the country and Trump wonders why and from pharmaceuticals right maybe (laughs) maybe he might wake up and say oh maybe this or he's going to say well now we need twice as many people at (laughs) the border you're saying he will acknowledge that there he was incorrect about where the drugs are you're right Um, that was a dumb move Uh, not going to happen so it's just it's not going to make that much of of a difference, I don't think, but okay. Well, personally, I'm concerned that the Mexican military is going to begin protecting the, ball, the wall as it's being constructed, thus stealing jobs away from American soldiers. <laughs> oh, so nicely I hope, done. I hope yes. that that isn't what happens. And I hope everybody enjoys $5 avocados. I mean, mm-hmm. the Central Valley, where half of the United States produce is grown, mm-hmm. half of the farms, like, they say that half of them, the fruit and stuff, is just dying on the vine because there's no workers to help process it all. But I thought that uh, every they were those jobs were stolen from from strong, hardworking Americans. So. Come on, mm-hmm. Americans, let's I think see how you like farming. We've talked about mm-hmm. this before, but I remember a few years ago the L.A. Times had sort of a, an in-depth uh, article about this, mm-hmm. where one, I think uh, Scott read it and when we talked about it before. Yeah. But the author of the piece, he was like, well, he went up there to work with them for a day just to see what the conditions are like, and you know, he he did work the whole day, but he, you know, he I think. 
think passed out before lunch and then you know they helped him out and you know they took him in and just talking about just how hard uh, people work in, in you know some of those fields and you didn't even have to go all the way up there like if you just drive to Santa Barbara there's a long stretch up the 101 here in Southern California where you just see there you know just a lot of people out there uh, Ooh, I working. think we should try it I think we should mm-hmm. all have a I think you should flex. try it no I already know how freaking difficult it is so you've done it well, we have in Mexico some uh, land, and I have I have seen other people do oh, it. <laughs> I just knew that I would not survive. I know I wouldn't. So, that's I, what, mm, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's basically like saying oh, it's been such a long day. My housekeeper, must but be I actually that's true too. But I'm not the one saying that they shouldn't be right. coming here. I think that there should be a systemized program to bring them over because wouldn't you know that these people often come here because they are marketed to. These are jobs. We will bring you over. And so they think it's many times, not everybody, a legit job that they're coming for, that they have permission, that the companies must have worked something out with the government. And then they find out the day before payday when they're raided by ICE and taken away like criminals that it wasn't worked out so legally as they had been led to believe. That's not the case for every worker that comes here, but it's a sad case for too many of them. And when we have very, very expensive produce, then maybe we'll finally say, okay, let's figure this out so that they can come work and be maybe treated better hopefully, and uh, and that we can put a stop to this because, I mean, that we're spending so much time talking about something that's so ineffective. At, what is he trying to do? He's trying to prevent drugs, oh, yes, by killing our produce. Right, okay, well, this isn't working out so hey, well, I don't think. Uh, by the way, on a side note, since China is imposing counter-tariffs on our fruit exports anyway, we don't we don't need that much fruit anymore. Anyway. Yeah, so. and by the way, if I Who needs cut, fruit anyway? Yeah, well, I mean, the vegans you, among us. We don't need it. <laughs> I mean, that was, when, that's when, what uh, Starburst jelly beans are for. When you consider, <laughs> when you consider uh, President Trump's diet, you know, he's, I don't right. think it matters. It's all processed. Uh, by the way, if avocados are $5, I will never buy an avocado mm. again. I don't care. You know, I think even $3 is too much. But anyway. They're back to mayonnaise toast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, mm, that sounds really good mm. right now, actually. Uh, on white bread, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, but uh, so Tamara, you know, as they look to complete the wall, and by they I mean, you know, the, the White House, uh, one thought that I had that perhaps might appeal to you as a comedian is the idea that they put a brick wall up there and then they can have aspiring comedians stand in front of it, thus guarding the wall while they work on their set. Do you oh, think that that works? Boy, if that will, if we want to keep immigrants out, that is a, an excellent idea. That'll keep Americans far away from the wall. That'll keep good lighting, immigrants you know, so far away from the spotlight. wall. Yeah. Uh, Scott, when it comes to the talk about the wall, uh, is, do you, uh, do you think that President Trump knows it's not going to get built, but yeah. he just has to. He just has yeah, to absolutely. double, triple, quadruple yes. down. Yes, he wants to target his dwindling base and keep throwing the red meat by saying there's going to be a wall. You know, he claimed last week on Twitter that it was being constructed now, which of course it wasn't. Um, so he's trying to do anything he can to keep his his dwindling base energized because, of course, he knows it's never going to happen. And we've talked about this since going back to the 2016 election. It's never going to happen, um, and it's it's a silly discussion. Um, it doesn't solve anything, and it's a waste of time and, and effort. And, and like Chelsea was saying, it's just a bunch of red meat for um, uh, his small base. And, you know, 
we need to be focused on other things like the produce and what we're going to do and who's going to be taking care of those crops and how are we going to take care of the people that did come over here? How are we going to get them, you know, um, assimilated into the country and be able to become uh, legal immigrants? And what are we going to do for all the other issues we have that are not going to be solved by this? Uh, by the way, in the chat, our friend Star Jared resident actually mentions that as a child, he picked prunes for money. So he has he has done some I, work out in the field, and he has a storage yard. Isn't a prune a dried fruit? So you can't pick... Dr- I mean, I'm... I mean, look, it's, <laughs> it's, like, no it's, like, it's, like, it's like picking raisins, you know? Yeah, you can, can you, you really can pick raisins? I, I, well, look, the prune has to be something before... It's, and look, even if it shrivels on the vine, you still got to grab it. You know, yeah, I'm not anyway. sure it works that way. I'm, I'm, I'm smelling some BS around here, storage yard resident. And, well, good. That means uh, so he's going to be able to work again. Then that's uh, fantastic. Prunes. If he's got experience, as always, a very special shout out uh, to in the chat William Winters, who is clearly one of our most loyal and dedicated viewers. He will never. <coughs> Even I can. <laughs> I couldn't buy it, and I was like, uh, "Bless who, you." Yeah, was, I don't know. I wasn't what, sure what that was. What to do with yeah, that. I just felt it, and I couldn't. I couldn't stop it. I was like, "There's no way to really stop that." Uh, anyway, uh, William Winters is uh, our most diehard fan. He would never miss an episode. So thanks. We're glad you love the show so much. Uh, as for uh, some, you know, uh, the other thing about the wall, of course, is this the uh, this idea of the immigrant caravans that are heading towards Mexico. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, through Mexico to the border, and there's stops along the way. Um, my first question, Tamara, do you think they have tour shirts for the immigrant caravan because they're stopping at these villages along the way? I was reading on the Drudge Report today that uh, the fourth Mexican village opened, you know, their doors to them to let people rest as they head towards the border. Um, do you think that there should be merchandise and some kind of sponsorship of the immigrant caravan. Yeah, I do. I think I think we should have um, T-shirts made mm-hmm. and, and banners and um, those little triangle flags and everything. Yeah, I can't, I just keep imagining like the word caravan, just these like uh, Persian carpets and like <laughs> people carried on those. Uh, like the two sticks and the, the yeah, there better there better be elephants. Yeah, yeah. Like, if there's there's no definitely elephants, elephants. It's not really a caravan. Yeah. There is a trumpet leading the caravan, for sure. <laughs> I was thinking it was like a Dodge caravan, you know, from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. So maybe they That's should sponsor. They should sponsor that might it. Be more accurate. Get a hotel maybe. sponsor, you know. It'd be well, great. You guys, you, we laugh at this, but I have been down there, and I see what people don't want to no, leave, of course generally. They don't. Nobody wants to leave. And they are leave. facing such want? terrible situations yeah, nobody and wants conditions. To leave. That, and yesterday, while I was listening to... Get this, Fox News. I was listening to Tucker Carlson. I know I'm listening because I'm trying to understand. It can only do it in small spurts. But I heard one interviewer try to tell Tucker, listen, the reason why they're all coming up is because we've destabilized the region, caused so Mm -hmm. much corruption. We interfered with their civil wars. And and what did Tucker Carlson say? You hate America (laughs) for speaking facts. So... I, I then now I officially give up on hoping that anything I hear from Fox News can actually mm-hmm. assimilate well, the I mean, facts, the history of what the United States has done in Mexico and Central America, and take any responsibility for it. I mean, it depends on the person. They might very well hit America. I mean, Tucker might have been right about that. Oh I mean, I don't gosh. know who it was. I have, you know? I have never what, felt like slapping you. What, what, what was you it, Nancy haven't? Pelosi? Because she obviously hates America. Oh my gosh! <laughs> By the way, I uh, I saw our friend Drexel Hurd last night. Uh, 
uh, we did a panel here at After Buzz for uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, and he yeah. had a, a wristband on, like a sweatband, and it was a Nancy Pelosi signature sweatband. So what? Uh, I'm going to try and get one of those I know. for me. I don't know exactly what it was, where he got it, but I was just like, of oh, course you have no. that. Um, he's doing well. Wedding planning is going well. Uh, we're still not invited, by the way, in case any of you were wondering. Uh, Chelsea's laughing because she's like, I'm invited. I'm invited. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't invited, but I, but I am. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, is, I, I guess it's one of those questions that you kind of know the answer, but as a lawyer, you know you should never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. So okay, you're not a lawyer. The, the, uh, that's true, uh, and I don't play one on TV either. So the idea that, uh, this idea of the Mexican immigrant, well, it's not, they're not all Mexican, I guess, but these immigrant caravans, you know, traveling through uh, Mexico, this is something that is... I think that there's got to be a kernel of truth in there, of course, but it's designed to scare us, right, Chelsea? Mm-hmm. It's, it's an obvious question. I'm allowing the awkward silence. That's fine. You really asked that question. Sure I did. Because <laughs> I mean. our, uh, should we be scared? And I don't mean of the caravans, but should we be scared that the idea is uh, getting so much coverage and that it's basically saying, you know the, uh, you know the boogeyman's coming, right? Ah, just build a wall. He won't get in. I just can't, don't even know what to say to that. I really almost don't even want to dignify that with a response. But here is the thing. Unless there is some level of understanding and compassion, when it comes to our border policy, anything we do will just be useless. It will not work. And yeah, I'm not saying that because the United States has made mistakes that we, you know, deserve lawlessness and chaos and we can't control our borders and all that stuff. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have to take responsibility for what we've done, correct as best we can, make amends. Um, make, we, if we really cared about fixing the damage that we've done down there, we could do that, help create the infrastructure that we destroyed or helped destroy, and make it so that people can stay where they're from, where they generally want to stay, because that's where their families are, right. that's where their lives are. That's where they grew up, and that's the only place they know. we have sucked them dry, demolished their, you know, roads. We, I mean, the things that... That, that we have done are really atrocious. And I'm not saying that I hate America. I feel like this is like, you know, if you know when your son makes a mistake and you correct him, that doesn't mean you hate your son because you're acknowledging he did something wrong. Correct? No, but my son does hate America. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when, just when you, when you say, I have done wrong, that doesn't, that's not self-hatred. All the time, I always say, if you love America, okay, it's like it's like when you're uh, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you truly do love a person, you are loving their flaws mm-hmm. and all of the bad parts just as well as the good parts. If you are loving only this this idolized version of perfection, that That's doesn't exist. No. That's yeah. not love. It's like That's having America sit there and wear makeup all the time and never <laughs> yeah. take it off and have to feel it's a certain way. And it's not really. I really who love America that analogy. Is. If you're not going to acknowledge yes. that the United States has made a bounty of mistakes and has mm-hmm. countless flaws, uh, yep. then you're you don't love this country as much as the people who do acknowledge those things. Oh, yes. yes, yes, preach, yes, preach, preach, preach. preach. And yeah. we take responsibility. Yep. And you you say sorry and you clean up mm-hmm. your mess. How can I help make and this? Can I be better? Yes. How can I, as a country, be better? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, you can, of course, take stock of the things you've done wrong and want to atone for them. Now, 
do you as a country, as America, do you have the responsibility to take in a group of 1,200 people who are fleeing their home and show up at the border? And even if they're not sneaking across because the wall's there, <laughs> keeping, them, keeping them out, uh, do we have to take them all? That's a lot of people to that, take in all at once. That's not the only thing. We can right. find out what is going on in their communities. Chances are it's a lot of violence. And we can help them temporarily uh, help them stay here and go try and help the situation that they've got back at home. And people might be like, oh, that's not our problem. Well, it kind of is because we did things that helped cause it. And now if we don't want people coming over here, we have to help them fix the problems that they've got that we are in part responsible for. So that's not the only option to take them and to give them citizenship. There are things that we can do besides that. Well, I feel like the places that they're leaving would be safer and, you know, more more pleasant to stay in if Americans didn't want so many drugs. So I just say we as Americans should just stop taking drugs. I and think the that answer. is actually I've, un-American, I've Christian. solved the problem. That's an un-American, it's un-American point of view. That's, right. that's why I've never t- well Well, California, it's very it's very un-Californian to yeah. say no more drugs, but uh uh, oh, do the ones that are grown here? Yes, legally. do the organic. So you get the farm. We want to bring the drug industry back to the United States. Look, I will only smoke Made weed in America. That farm is from the Central yes. Valley, yes. where the migrant workers work very hard to. Even harness. your meth, we can get that homegrown. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I yes. always get my meth homegrown. Yes. But listen, meth lab to table. This. This actually came up to, came to mind when last week Trump announced that he was firing the VA secretary and putting in the doctor who said he had magnificent genes. And I was like, if Trump really wants to help the veterans in a moment, he would just legalize marijuana overnight and boom, half the problem or a third, a good solid chunk of the problem would be solved, right? Also, opi- wouldn't that help opioid addiction, yes. too, that he's so hell-bent on uh, tackling? In his so- speech, he's like, we've got to come up with an alternative, and they're working on it. And I'm like, moron, the United States government has known about this for the last 60 years now, that cannabis as a uses a safe pain reliever. So get with it. Well, I feel, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there was a point long before Donald Trump was president where he was in favor of at least considering legalizing marijuana. Maybe he wanted to, you know, have Trump weed at the Trump Taj Mahal mm-hmm. and all the Trump resorts. Sure. But Trump I, <laughs> which I don't know exactly what, what that would be. But It would uh, be bankrupt weed. Oh, it smells really strong, but it doesn't actually, it's very weak in effectiveness. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, let us know what you uh, what your solutions are uh, in the chat for those watching live, or you can comment after the fact. Uh, let's talk about Scott Pruitt, oh. who has a job at the moment, and he, I guess, uh, it's I don't know if you do a Google search for Trump Trump administration and ethics violations, that is too broad of a. Mm-hmm. I was going to wonder if you were going to go around yeah. and ask us which is our favorite ethics <laughs> yes. violation. Do you, have a, or do you have a favorite ethics violator or violation? I mean, we could make an entire, yeah. like, there could be an entire Jeopardy. I was say, yeah, we you should, could have a whole game. Yeah, I was on. thinking of a bingo, but you're yeah. right. We could definitely get a whole Jeopardy board. Yeah. Uh, so, there. Uh, the, so he uh, misused taxpayer funds and uh, maintained improper ties to companies regulated by the EPA, Scott Pruitt. But he still has his job. Uh, what do you think, Scott, it'll take for him to be fired? 
Uh, I keep wondering that too because yeah. you know I think Scott Pruitt is wondering those, that those, too. By those the those first class uh, flights and everything else, just to say the least. But um, you know, again, part of the issue is he's doing basically Trump's grunt work. Like this is what Trump wanted. He wanted the EPA basically to be dismantled, and he's doing it. Just like Jeff Sessions, as much as Trump can't stand uh, Jeff Sessions, at least he's still doing these ridiculous, you know, immigration crackdowns and pot crackdowns and and other things that. Um, make trump feel like they're at least doing their job so i i keep hoping he's going to be gone soon you know they just uh, tried to um change the mileage the mpg for vehicles from 2025 and loosen the restrictions that the obama administration put in place back in 2016 and of course you know with california leading the way yes which we'll talk about in a moment not going to happen but california. um it's a cute yeah. thought though but uh, <laughs> it's never going to happen but you know i it's I would think he would be on the uh, chopping block, but who knows? Uh, I've always thought that other people, like I still, Kellyanne Conway is still there, and I thought she'd be long gone. <laughs> she's so going to be. Know. She's going to be the last one standing. <laughs> you just like, never. Long, know. Long, you know, she, she's going to be the one to turn off the lights and lock the doors. <laughs> what were you going to say? I have a question. Me? I have a question. Maybe this is naive, but these. Whenever we find out about these, um, like false spending and, and, and things like that. It comes from within, right? It comes from within their own department of, of people saying that these, these people are violating... Yeah, misappropriating the, funds. Right, right, right. And, yeah. So did this happen in previous administrations and either... And we didn't find out about it because it was a more um, con- conducive environment where there wasn't so many maybe like disgruntled employees that we weren't getting finding these whistleblowers or something like well, that that's or was an it interesting just not question happening? because i feel like you have you know look a lot of people who work in washington they work for these agencies they're nonpartisan jobs so they work regardless of who the president is and there are definitely people who feel like it has been become so toxic i have friends who work for the state department mm-hmm. who Same. They're not that far from retirement, but they're out now. They're just like, forget it. It's not worth it, you know, especially uh, in, let's just say, a role where you might be dealing with, uh, you know, foreign dignitaries a lot. They're just like, I, I can't represent this country. So uh, I think you have a lot of self-sabotage from within people who are just like, well, this is pretty bad. Let me just slide this over here. to mm-hmm. You know, and of course, there's so many news outlets or just ways to disseminate information now you know i mean you can just post something on twitter and by the way the scott pruitt ethics allegations are so bad that even ben carson decried them from the fifteen thousand dollar <laughs> chair that he was sitting in he just could not believe it nice uh, thank you but i don't i think there's what right like as christian was saying yeah. there's watchdogs all the time and mm-hmm. there's nothing that some of the right-leaning watchdogs would love more than to find out exactly. that the Obama administration mm-hmm. has done the same thing. So I bet I believe that if this had been taking place, we would have heard about it. Well, it, it, there always has been to some degree, of course, uh, across both political parties and presidents going all the way back, of course. It has happened. Um, but to this extent, it's rare. You know, you go back and you could see, like, you could say, okay, the Nixon administration stands out. You go back to the Harding administration in so, the 20s and you go back, you know, at Ulysses Grant. You, you see that there's definitely been those type of, uh, uh, you know, administrations that were surrounded by a lot of people that were tended to be a little bit more corrupt um, and more cronyism and things like that that happened. And so, yes, it's definitely been an ongoing thing. So it's nothing new, but it's this administration has definitely taken it back to that so what you think about you know the 1800s early 1900s kind of establishment where you hired your friends and these were all your rich friends that were all involved in a lot of uh, very corrupt dealings and trying to enrich themselves mm-hmm. but it's definitely of course been ongoing forever yeah it's nothing new 
Yeah, no, I think I, I think also the fact that everything is uh, scrutinized so carefully and covered mm-hmm. so heavily, you know, it, nothing like this is going to happen and, and not be right. uh, wall-to-wall uh, on the news, possibly even on Sinclair stations, um, <laughs> which uh, I hope we get to stuff to. Uh, you know, I realize what we, we ought to do right now is we ought to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to keep talking about the EPA and how the EPA factors into President Trump's war California. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trump Report. Christian Blatt, Chelsea Galicia, Tamara Brown, Scott Moore, the S Man. <laughs> and uh, we were talking before the break about uh, the EPA. And apparently, uh, California has this waiver in place that anybody, especially, well, I, I guess it's true in Northern California as well, but anybody who lives in Southern California, you just know the amount of emissions. You, when you're high up in Southern California uh, on a mountain or you know, just looking, Canyon. looking down yeah. into a valley and you just see like the brown haze hanging up there, it's like, what? And people come and visit from other places, they're like, what is that? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. smog. And we have stricter emissions for a reason because uh we probably should have had them sooner. Uh but I think we would still have some of the problems we have now. So there are reasons why we have, you know, the tougher tailpipe emission standards uh amongst other things. Um I I know there are some states where you have to do this, but in California we have to get our cars smog checked every 2 years. Um a lot of people don't have to do that. You can just, you know, have whatever you want coming out the tailpipe. You know, you want to have a coal-powered car, that's not a problem uh, in a lot of states. But, um, which, if you could get a coal power car, I'd probably get one. But anyway, just because it would make Chelsea mad. No, I'm teasing. Uh, but anyway, uh, so... As long as it's clean coal. Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, Thank you, Scott. Yes, of course. I would only get a clean coal car. Of course. Uh, so, I, I want to uh, ask Chelsea, uh, you were looking over the article that I sent out about this before the show, and it is something that I think you found particularly troubling. Give us your thoughts about the fact that the EPA is now trying to go after this waiver that California has to really enforce stricter emission standards. Well, when I first saw that, okay, we have this waiver, it makes us sound like, oh, we're special, but this... <laughs> we're special because there's so many of us and we're so dirty. Yeah. That's but why we're special. The, 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 the the law that said that set up like the federal standards included in it this exception for California because we were already having issues with mm-hmm. our air in the 70s. So it's not like later at some point we got this waiver. It was built into the very law itself that gave the federal government the say over emissions. So if um, California has that waiver removed, then really a lot of our power is taken away. I mean, because we are such a large economy, so many consumers here, that it's like if you cannot sell your cars in California, you may as well go out of business. I mean, because you're not going to sell very many. We are the the car drivers uh, capital of America, I I would think, right? Does, Does any state have more cars in no. it than California? Well, no, because no, I, I mean we're the biggest, most populated states already. So if yeah. so, and, this and, is and how, every one of us has four cars. Yes, at least. So, that, you know. that's what does so this is how we've been able. Car. I'm not a part of the problem. Mm? Oh, wow! Look at you. Very yeah. cool. That's the greenest thing I've ever said yeah. on this show. Thank you. <laughs> Besides my, you kale. guys are totally fine with me saying I'm not a part of the problem. Yeah. Everybody's just cool. Oh, you're not. Yep. You're not. Part you're of not the part of the problem. Cool. No, how I did commend you. Did you take an Uber? 
She took I her Tesla. <laughs> take the Metro. <laughs> I like, walk. Oh, wow. Walk. Even better. Wow. All right. Even well, you could actually, impressive. almost. But anyway, sorry. To so California losing its sort of power over what we allow to be sold in the state would be massively detrimental to our influence, our good, positive, clean air influence on the rest of the country, I would say. Well, it, it, it's... First of all, again, it would be held up in court for years, which is why I say it's never going to happen. Uh, because oh, because you California think that this, would, this, this White sue. House won't still be around by the time well, of it course. gets through the courts. By the time okay. it gets through the courts, yeah. uh, it'll never happen. Uh, secondly, you know, it, it's just always an ironic thing that Republicans preach about states' States rights. Right. Unless it's not convenient for them when it goes back to marijuana law, when it went back to same-sex marriage, now when it goes to... Uh, tailpipe emissions for you know cars and the thing is is as as we talked about yes the waiver went into place back in the 70s which by the way richard nixon established the epa it was done under a republican administration and we see the difference that's made here in california when you look at pictures back from the 70s and you see the difference in the smog and everything else and how much cleaner the air is now and the fact is that this is a positive thing by getting american you know, innovation to be able to stay ahead and be able to make these type of vehicles, which they can do. They've been making record profits uh, over this decade, and there's no reason why this this goal cannot still be achieved. And then you have the other problem is what would happen is if the waiver stays in place or why it's going through the courts, you would have now car manufacturers having to make two separate vehicles, which is going to cost them more in the long run. So it doesn't really behoove them to try to push this because at the end of the day, they can end up having to make separate vehicles for California that they're making for the rest of the nation, which is a, a much uh, bigger waste of money and they won't obviously hire more people so it'll take them longer to make their vehicles they're not going to make as much money so it really doesn't support their need to try to change this uh, um, standard it's going to be sort of a lost cause for them right look we know that there are people who like to say that you know the they they're not they're not all in on man-made global warming and they you know they would like there to be more of a debate about it and oh, there look there are those people and what i'm saying is it do, this doesn't seem like one of those ones that's worth fighting. It's like, you know, I mean, like Scott said, well, here's the thing. When you show pictures of facts, this is not necessarily the time to have photographic facts as we saw in the inauguration, mm-hmm. which was the largest crowd ever. Uh, so the fact that it's like, well, look what it was. And I'm not naive enough to think that it's gone, but, you know, I, you'll read about how acid rain was a, was a huge problem, you know, in that same time period. And the reason why there was the first Earth Day in, what, 1971, 70. I think, mm-hmm. or 70. Uh, was because it was like, you know, it was especially places like California where there were just so many cars and everybody was just throwing everything out the window. Bodies in some cases, maybe. Jeez, I don't know. Christian, where were you? <laughs> it was those female serial killers. Yes. <laughs> just, you know. that, because they, they yeah. would just throw them out the window and no one would ever find them. No. But uh, this seems like one of those ones. It's like, you know, it's, yeah, stay out of our business. Like, it's hard enough to breathe. In in Southern California as it is, don't don't make it easier to you know put a smokestack up in the air. But uh, I don't know. But it also goes back to even if you don't believe in global warming, it's the whole fact that wouldn't it be like anything else with your house? Don't you want to like take care of your house and keep it clean? Like why would you just purposely want to pollute? The environment, if you didn't have to, even if you don't believe it or not, it's the fact of like you're because trying to keep they things like clean. Money more well, of course. I mean, I get that, but I'm talking about you know the constituents that are 
oh, you know, it's all hoax and everything. Like, why would they want to have a less clean environment for them, for their children, for their grandchildren? You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense for me. It's at the very point is like, even if you don't believe in global warming, at least believe in like keeping a nice, clean planet for yourself. And it's the. Because if snowflakes are for it, then I'm against it. And that's all (laughs) I need to know. Also, (laughs) all I need to know. You know who doesn't like money? Tamra. You're saying that everybody likes money. Tamra doesn't like money. She likes, she likes to be greener. She doesn't want money. You don't like anything I said green. previously I was part of the 1%. Yeah, you guys that's... are forgetting that. Well, see, that's why yeah. you don't need more money because yeah, you, you have, have all of it. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. And that's uh, the reason why Trump yes. and none of his cronies are corrupt because they're too rich to that's be right. They can't be influenced. Look, you get to a certain uh, yeah, point yeah. where you don't want any more money. You're like, oh, I really have enough. I, already ha- I don't need yeah, another what billion. What do do with more money? Uh, uh, anyway, much. we have to take another quick break, but we are going to talk about money and we're going to talk about what's going on in the market and a couple other quick points in our final minutes here. Uh, We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Trump Report. Christian Blatt, Chelsea Galicia, Tamara Brown, Scott Moore. Yes, the (laughs) S-Man. The, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I think it was, let's see, today's Tuesday. So yesterday, I was here at After Buzz, and uh, Michael Klaus, who was here on the show once, and he'll be on from time to time, uh, was talking about what a bad day it was for the market. And he's like, how am I going to, you know, not do so bad in the market? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't have enough money to play the market. So (laughs) right there, just stop putting money in the market because I, you know, I I don't. Uh, So I hear about it and, you know, I feel bad for people who lose a lot of money. Do you really? Well, (laughs) people people who sign my checks, yes. I feel bad when those people lose money because I'm like, and they want to sign less checks. So, uh, yes, that's exactly who I feel bad for. Someone in particular, I feel bad when they lose money in the in the market. This has nothing to do with Afterbus, by the way. This is one of my side hustles. Um, I'm talking about Larry Flint. No, I'm not. Uh, but uh, you know the. It's interesting because President Trump is very quick to point to the market uh, when it, it's mm-hmm. doing well. well. Um, there's a lot of other things that he's talking about right now. Um, Scott, I'm going to start with you because uh, I don't know enough about this stuff, and I always uh, defer to you as being smarter than me. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> he's really not smart than if he's deferring to me, thinking that I'm smarter. <laughs> Look, I know you have uh, so much money tied up. Yeah, and, you know, you, my, my billions. You, people don't know that, that he's a real hedge fund guy. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I uh, what uh, is this? Just is it just uh, you know the normal back and forth, you know, course correction that you could look at during past administrations and it, you know it has nothing to do with who's president these sort of things or do you think that some of these reactions are actually tied to the uh, the man who lives well, in 1600 Pennsylvania some Avenue. of it is actually tied to him now okay. yes you could say yes a lot of it is is normal and 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 that's why and we talked about this in previous episodes that he should never mention the stock market no other president really did because they know there's normal fluctuations and um and yet he still can't help himself because even when it went up last week, he had to make a comment about that. So, of course, I called him out on Twitter, which by him, I mean his followers to see, like, when are you going to talk about the, the big drop from, you know, from yesterday? Um, but when he does things like talks about the tariffs on China and other things that directly affected the stock market last week, um, you know, his his words do have power. And even using Twitter does have a lot of power. And when you do use that and you can influence the markets because you start making them more uh, skittish about these these things because tariffs, again, are not going to be a, a positive solution for the economy across the globally, but also for Americans uh, as we move forward. So, um, But for the most part, yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. He's had no real huge influence. However, if he continues on like this, he 
could more than previous presidents. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty right. normal otherwise. My understanding is that the market is so volatile that uh, Tamara might have to sell one of her yachts, and we <laughs> hope that that doesn't. Come I hope not. Mm-hmm. If no not, cars, all yachts. Yeah. That's <laughs> my <laughs> that's always been my life philosophy. <laughs> Um, a couple of here and jetpacks. Because we only have a few moments here, uh, I want to sort of tie into the economy as it relates to Amazon. Uh, it's part of a, a tweet that uh, if we could have Marissa bring up the tweet from Bill Carter, whom I know best as the author of The Late Shift book, which made an amazingly terrible movie that I still love to this day, Kathy Bates' Helen Kushnick. Uh, in any case, uh, it, it's just a simple post. and You know, he works for the New York Times, so obviously he's part of the fake news but at the same time mm-hmm. he just has a point of just facts matter is a question mark and I'll read it obviously for our uh, listeners who are not viewers uh, so he attacks or not as an attack he approaches four topics from today that are just woefully inaccurate so just today number one President Trump says the US pays for 80% of the NATO budget it's actually 22% number two Amazon has a sweetheart post office deal they pay the same bulk rate as everybody else three post office loses billions because of Amazon where in actuality post office makes billions from Amazon and number four pollution regulations crushing the auto industry and yet there's actually record mm-hmm. sales of cars uh, we don't have to talk about all of those but I do want to talk about Amazon because uh, it is a, a very specific bee in President Trump's bonnet this week <laughs> now part of the problem of course is that Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post mm-hmm. now so that's really what this is right. all about but um, first of all, uh, Amazon is a very important part of my life, and uh, I, I find most things find their way into my home because of Amazon. Uh, and I'm not just talking about mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, which, if they would like to stream the Trump Report, please let me know. <laughs> At Christian DMZ. Happy to make a deal. Hurry before Sinclair. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah there's, right. look, there's going to be a bidding war, all right? <laughs> and I don't want you to get left behind, Amazon. Right. Uh, but it, it just, you know, I, I think that an early complaint about Amazon was the fact that people didn't pay taxes relative to their state. But I don't know about other states, but I know in California they do tabulate your tax. So if the other states haven't figured it out enough, that's not Amazon's fault. You know, it, those states For, should be... 45 states do it now. Yeah. And yes, you're right. It did go back and, and they didn't collect sales tax because they had a weird rule, which is if you didn't have a physical bricks and mortar store in the state, you yeah. couldn't be tax sales tax from that. But that's, of course, changed. Um, so, of course, all these states are collecting tons of money in sales tax from Amazon. So I'm just wondering uh, if – well, I, I know the answer to this. But I think it doesn't bother President Trump at all the fact that – you know, if you say it loud enough, it doesn't matter if it's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that the, – the facts dictate that actually right. – I mean the problems with the post office have nothing to do with Amazon. In all honesty, the majority of Amazon packages that I receive come from some – third-rate shipping company, not the United States mm-hmm. Postal Service. Uh, I know, because when it comes to the Postal Service, I actually get it on my doorstep. It's from, When it's from the other one, I'll get a call and, uh, you know, it's somewhere else. But, uh, I don't know, Tamara, do you feel like uh, Amazon could be threatened? And uh, would I be able to... Will I have to order less things through the mail? This is really what it comes down to. Does this affect me? I don't... I don't... This is a hard question for me to answer. First of all, I'm the last person in the world that still does not ever use Amazon. But as powerful as Amazon is putting uh, all the other retail stores out of business, so much so that they're now able to open their own little brick-and-mortar locations, I think Amazon is untouchable. (laughs) 
Well, I think at this point, I mean, obviously, when the company started, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos was uh, let everybody know that he was going to lose like a billion dollars a year for a while, and he did. And then it comes back around, and uh, you know, uh, I think Trump's just mad that he didn't invest. Well, I was going to say he's he's yeah. jealous. It comes back to that yeah. he's jealous that there's actually a successful businessman yeah. he, with Jeff Bezos, he, and he's not a successful he, businessman. He put all of his money in <laughs> Pets.com because yeah. he thought that that's the one. That, also, you know, he hates books. He just that's what I'm saying. Books. Donald Trump's not no. smart. So he's he's automatically jealous of more successful business people and uh, and again like the post office was doing much better when they started allowing all the Amazon packages they did Sunday delivery because of Amazon yeah I will get those packages I, I, on, on Sundays Sunday now, yeah. and that's because of Amazon so they're working more they're doing more and it's it's such a ridiculous joke I mean yes you could say that Amazon's too big for its own good however again if you're a Republican and you're about you know. Uh, businesses running their own and doing their own things and being able to be as big as they want to be, it again seems ironic for Donald Trump to be saying, oh, well, this business is not good enough, you know, to be doing this, but other businesses can, but not Amazon. It just it doesn't make any sense again. This is his own guilty conscience. Yeah. Because Amazon... He's it, got one? Oh, God. I know. <laughs> sure. that's, a, that's a valid that's question. A but, but let's, mm, let's follow through I your point. Stumped. Let's take into consideration that there so, is a little uh, Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder. Okay, okay, assuming that there is... You know, Amazon has not legally done anything wrong, even if it's done what Trump says they have done. And who is the king of getting away with things that are, you know, not illegal but look very t- Hillary terrible? Hillary Clinton. Oh, is that what we're talking about? I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? That would have been Queen of that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right? So he says he doesn't pay taxes because he's smart. He Mm -hmm. gets away with all these things. He can file bankruptcy Mm -hmm. and screw over small businesses and people because he's smart and that's good at business. And so is he not calling out Amazon for ripping people or the post office off? Well, takes one to... Yeah. Yeah, Pot I mean, he should he should ju- he should be applauding Jeff Bezos yeah. for right. working the system, you know. The, and he, by the way, does this? I want to see Jeff Bezos' tax forms. That's what I. <laughs> he probably right. put them. He probably put them up there because <laughs> he'd be proud of, of how much money he makes. Right. Uh, so, does this really come down to uh, Bezos for president in twenty twenty? Is that Ooh. how this is going to get solved? Uh, but don't worry, you'll be able to vote via Amazon. Yeah. Amazon drone will come to your front door <laughs> and drop and you can, off. Yeah, the, yeah, pick up your ballot. Yeah. Your ballot. It'll actually it be a touch screen, and you know Russia will not be involved. Don't worry about it. Uh, we only have a, a few minutes left. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about is uh, Fox News has uh, continued to support Laura Ingram despite the fact that she is losing advertisers, uh, which to me, says she's not losing the biggest advertisers. Because when you start to lose the really big advertisers, you know, Bill O'Reilly went on vacation and never came back because, uh, you know, there there was too much heat on that story. And also, they obviously had evidence of things that are uh, much worse than, you know, her... Look, if you want to isolate dumb comments from Laura Ingram, well, we would need, a, you know, this show every day for, well, for probably for a while. <laughs> uh, but the fact that, you know, she... Uh, Criticized David Hogg, uh, you know, was one of the uh, the Parkland students. Uh, it's it's weird to call them survivors, the ones who didn't get shot, but I mean that's what they all are. Uh, and the idea that it's okay because you disagree with the ideology of these people, uh, and she's not the only one. She's just the most high profile. Like I have Facebook friends who have commented, you know, when he didn't get into some schools, they were uh, glad for him. And I was just like, you 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 are talking about children. Uh, so I'm not 
surprised that Fox News is standing by her. I just think that at some point, very soon, uh, they probably will have to stop if they continue to lose advertisers. Uh, Chelsea, do you think that I'm right and it's just not the biggest advertisers have left yet and uh, as soon as they do... Uh, they, of course, will uh, you know put somebody out, put Tucker well, back at that time slot. Well, or something. I think because if they haven't offended the NRA and the NRA likes what she said, she's correct, and they'll stand by her because ultimately, I think right. If somebody like NRA size or larger were to be upset, then I think that Fox would be singing a different tune. But until that time, she's staying put. All right, so uh, I should not be angling for that time slot. I, I'm just look. We've already got we've already got Sinclair in the mix. I'm working on the Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, Chelsea might take some convincing, but if Fox News wants this show, we can talk to them as well. Yeah. Uh, CNN, anybody who wants the show, Woo. let's talk. Let's talk. I about- mean, she, she is fourth rated right now, so for ratings start to drop too, I think. Yeah, on the network. That's fourth rated. Really, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't even think that there's not four cable news channels. Are no, there? I mean fourth rated on the network. Oh, on the network. Yes. Oh, I was gonna say like, wait, <laughs> are we counting Al Jazeera? I'm, uh, I would say this is takes my willingness to talk to people with different viewpoints to a whole nother level yeah. because I do require respect and some. Uh, what's it called? I don't know. Mm, hate to be insulting, but I really. Cannot stand people who are willfully ignorant. And well, I would just I don't say facts. Want... That would actually okay. be able to acknowledge facts. We're, That's yes. something that we're missing now is a, a baseline of facts. Right. Even like historical facts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mistakes that the United States has made. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to accept those things like that. And I am all for talking to people with a different point of view as long as there is some logic and facts and respect. And Fox... News doesn't meet that criteria. Well, I think if you're able to have a conversation where the other person at least listens and, and doesn't interrupt you. I, I have trouble watching any cable news, and it's not Fox. You know, MSNBC is just as bad. See, you know, it's, I just don't like the people yelling. And we try not to yell here, uh, except for Tamara. Reminds me of my childhood. Tamara's <laughs> always yelling about something new. Anyway. Losing her yacht. Uh, you know, we are out of time. Happen. There, there are plenty of other things that we could have talked mm-hmm. about. But we're going to have to wait till next week. Uh, so uh, make sure to find us next Tuesday. We are at this time slot for the foreseeable future. 4 p.m. Pacific. But until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV. I'm at Christian DMZ. Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. And Tamara. You can find me at Hey Tamara underscore. And S Man. Yeah, you can find me at S Man 80. All right, thanks everyone. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 